Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to the latest edition of Second City Sports, the Monday edition, live in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakey McGee, which is she, I'm Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. Follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch uh, all of our other five live shows during the week as well, including us at Second City Sports. And if you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Also, make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that's Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this program, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Lakina, let oh, before we get started, if you have a question, a comment, or any of our topics during this two-hour extravaganza, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let the March Madness begin. Well, sort of. As the regular season for the Power Five conferences come to an end, the smaller conference tournaments are starting to wrap up as we start to get into the last week before Selection Sunday, which is next week. We'll have some potential news regarding us and that coming up later on in the week. But let's focus in on our two teams, local teams here in the state of Illinois. First, let's start off with the final line as they won their share of the Big Ten regular season title by defeating the Iowa Hawkeyes down there in Champaign by the score of 74 to 72. Lakina, the Illini had big games for Kofi Coburn, 21 points, 14 rebounds. Cortland Hawkins, he got his chance to start. We told you about him for the last few shows. He had nine points. And 11 rebounds total in 37 minutes of action. And my guy Aaron Cabello had 14 points, including 5 of 5 shooting from the free throw line coming off the bench. 
and my my main man, shout out to Ahmad Rashad, my main man, Alfonso Plummer, continuing his hot shooting streak. He had 15 points, including two or six from three-point range in 27 minutes of action. Lakina, as we as I expected, uh, this game was close. Iowa is no slouch. Shout out to our cohort, Maya Kai. I know she's feeling mm-hmm. it this morning, now this mm-hmm. afternoon, but... We got the the uh, the sense that this was going to be a tough game, a close game for for the final line. We said they need to finish strong for the regular season before the Big Ten tournament coming up later this week at Indianapolis. Uh, they got a true test last night, and, and they um, won by two. Yeah, they uh, they uh, Iowa missed a three pointer that would have given them the win. And you know, the irony is that it was Trent Frazier who got that ball, and he was able to you know dribble it out in the, in the celebration. Storming mm-hmm. the court, I know some people were kind of you know off guard by those storming the court. You know, Illini fans. I mean, you know, Iowa is a top twenty five team, but I think because since it's been seventeen years since. Illinois has won at least a share of the Big Ten title. It wasn't, you know, since 05 when D Brown and Darren Williams and then that group mm-hmm. won. Luther Head, yeah. Luther Head and that group uh, went to the, uh, to the championship game and they won it out and they won that outright. But, you know, they stormed the court. It's fine. But look, Illinois, they were down 15 <laughs> early in the second half. So yeah. they had to come back and win that game. You know, Andre Cabello had a, a, you know, had a, a couple of nice stops late. So that helped. You know, sealed uh, the win for uh, for Illinois. Now they're the number one seed because uh, uh, Wisconsin lost to Nebraska. We'll get to them in a second. Don't know, don't mm-hmm. ask what happened there. But no, Nebraska that there might be a dangerous team coming to the Big Ten tournament starting on Wednesday. But it was sort of one of those things where they had they needed that to happen. You know, Wisconsin losing to Nebraska, and then they had to win. You know, to and then, and then it's all types of weird tiebreakers and such. I don't want to get into it. I guess because it goes by like record against you know you know uh similar teams you know common teams and such that's how that whole tie break started so it's crazy but Rutgers was able to sneak in and get that 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 last double by because of Iowa's loss because they beat Iowa earlier this uh mm-hmm. earlier um in conference play so they split that series so that's how Rutgers got that double by but you know so going back to Illinois I mean like I think Illinois look could they go far in the tournament who knows I mean you just don't know I me mean, you know we saw we saw what happened last year and all that transpired, and uh, Loyola had something to do with that. We'll get to them in a second as well. But, but look, I mean, I think they're capable. I think they might they might end up – I'm sure they're going to end up going to the Chicago region staying, you know, close by mm-hmm. with their fans. And we'll see. I mean, like, like I said, it's going to be matchups. We'll see how they do in the, in the Big Ten tournament. Usually weird things happen there in Indianapolis. So, again, it's just all going to be about matchups, how everybody sort of, you know, gets to – you know, get to the point where it's going to be, you know, who who they match up with, especially in those early, the, that early quarterfinal matchup. But we'll see. I mean, could, can they do it? Sure. But you can saw the relief and in, in, in the faces. And, you know, Brad Underwood's been there for a few years now. He's actually has finally put his stamp on the program now. So, you know, Trent Frazier being there for five years, you know, they've been, you know, close a couple of times. You know, they won it last year. You know, they, they actually ended up losing it last year. But, you know what, you know, mm-hmm. but they ended up winning the tournament title. But, you know, I think this is definitely sweet for him. We know that the, what the game plan is for the final line. I feed the beast, Kofi Colburn. And number two, he has to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, uh, the last game they lost, uh, he was in foul trouble early in Illinois. Uh, couldn't hold on. That was the game against Ohio State. They nearly came back and won that game, but they couldn't get away with it. The two things that we talked about before, like, you know, besides Kofi Colburn, Trent Frazier, he runs the point for Illinois. He sets the tempo for that office. He had a, he only scored two points yesterday, but like, like you say, like, he grabbed that big rebound at the end, which secured the win for the Illini. But they have to get some consistent outside shooting. That's what Aaron Cab- um, Cabello 
and my guy Alfonso Plummer comes in, especially Plummer, and he's been uh, cooking, <laughs> going trending upwards for the last couple of weeks. And so he needs to continue that hot shield. I want to see how he does in the in the Big Ten tournament. As we said over the last month with Kenny, it's all about seeding at this point. I know before yesterday's games, I know some of the bracketologists, Jerry Paul from CBS and Joe Lenardi from ESPN. Get used to those two names, folks. You're going to hear them every day this week leading up to Selection Sunday six days from now. But they had Illinois as the fourth-ranked team in their region. It looks like if they win this Big Ten tournament, you can make a case they'll definitely move up to number three. Can they move up to number two? I think that's an outside shot, but I think they'll, they're a number three seed in their region if they win the Big Ten tournament next Sunday afternoon. Which which could very well happen, and you know, same thing Wisconsin as well. So, but then we you know, well, Johnny Davis, you know, he got banged up in that game against Nebraska. So, we'll see mm-hmm. if he, you know, there's words that he may not be able to play in the Big Ten tournament. So we'll just have to wait and see there. And it's sort of one of those things where I say it's, it's all going to be about matchups at this point. Andre Capello, mm-hmm. you know, has to, he has to, uh, he just has to, you know, you know, step a little bit. He's been kind of inconsistent. You know, I know Cuthbert, you, know, you gotta, someone has to step up whenever he fouls out. So can you know, can Pl- Andre Plummer be that guy? Well, we'll see. I mean, there have been the you know, other guys, Alfonso Plummer, I should say. Can he be that guy to kind of step up in the points? Especially on the, you, know, you got Trent Frazier on the outside. So, so they've got guys that can kind of pick up the slack, but it's sort of one of those things where you just got to, you just got to remember that it's all going to be all, all about matchups in the Big Ten tournament, especially. So it, it's going to be one of those things where if you wonder in closing with this, I mean, Illinois, you look, they're more than capable of perhaps going far in the tournament. But like I say, it's going to be about, who they match up with, we've seen them, you know, are, you know, they, they can't, they can't pull it off. They can't go far. But like I said before, it's going to be about how they match up in the big dance. Once the practice come out uh, next weekend. Okay. Uh, we're listening, you're listening to the second season sports. I know. I think we lost it for a second. Now. I'll just pick it up right here until we, we able to get him back on there. Now we're talking a little bit of college hoops. And as of, you know, as teams start to, you know, punch their tickets to the big dance, as we, we try to get sent back up now, as for all of this stuff, you know, some early tickets have been pushed already. The first team to do it, it was Murray State. They win the Missouri Valley, the uh, Ohio Valley, I should say, conference tournament, beating you know, Moorhead State, who was the defending champion there. So it's sort of one of those things where if you're Murray State, you needed to win this game in order to, you know, get that ticket because you never know. You don't want to be sweating out on Selection Sunday. So they were able to pull that off. And, you know, is there it's their fifth trip. I think it's like this, their 12th trip to the dance. You know, this is their second trip, of course, you know, last, you know, second trip in the last three years, of course, last year, you know, with everything going on, they weren't able to, you know, really kind of get into it. But, you know, they, they would come back this year and they look really good. And they could probably perhaps maybe win a, a game or two in the tournament. They got the inside and the outside, you know, outside, you know, on the backcourt to kind of help them sort of set that up. So we'll see what happens. They can do that. Also, to Loyola, Loyola. You know, they're going back to the tournament. This is like the old half for them, especially this is their last time in the Missouri Valley. They beat uh, they beat Drake, you know, who won, who went to the tournament last year in, in addition to them. So it's going to be very interesting, though, to see, you know, you got Lucas Williamson, you know, he's the only holdover from those uh, loyal team that went to the Final Four a few years ago, you know, came back to his fifth, you know, fifth year, well, was all Missouri Valley, you know, all Missouri Valley uh, first team. So he definitely helped them. And that's it. Also drew Valentine too. you know, nice, you know, win. I know that he had, of course he had a lot of, you know, Porter Moe's recruits, but he definitely, you know, somebody had to coach him up. So I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they look, they got the defense, you know, they, they're locked down on defense. So they're more than capable of perhaps maybe pulling off a game or winning a game or two. You know, again, we'll see what happens there as we try to get Sydney back 
on the uh on the thing here but uh you know in the meantime like i said we'll we'll go through some of these other ones um longwood is um making their first ever trip to the dance and the big from the big south conference those of you who are familiar with them you know you don't know who they are well longwood is a small school just as a, just outside spring uh, springfield missouri you know they've been they were in the nia before they you know came to division one they had to go through a lot of the you know the go through like the other transition you know four-year transition and such so it, it's one of those things where you're kind of like they're in virginia actually so they're, they're like by five different longwoods but this is in this one's in virginia but you know the fact that they you know they come back and they they've come in and you know went through the the transition and such so it's going to be very interesting to see you know if they can perhaps maybe pull off an upset or two they, they, i think i saw like they're like a for me a 14c or 15c but they might end up playing in one of the play-in games you know because i think it's gonna be their first trip because well, you know how the committee is about you know first timers, but we love to see first timers in tournaments. So the first three tickets have been punched. You had <clears throat> you got you got from the Missouri Valley, of course, Loyola going back. You got Missouri Valley, you got Murray Stash, I say from the Ohio Valley, off to Longwood from the Big South, making their first ever trip from from, from just outside for you know Fairfield, Virginia, making their first trip to the dance. So we always love when newcomers come on. So we're actually gonna take a really quick break right now. I want to see what's up with our buddy Sid and this this is Second City Sports and you're listening you're watching you're listening and watching us here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws a foul line left. Got it. Got it. Foul. Demar Derozan with the hoop, the harm, and one. Bulls radio with the call. 112, 108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39 and 21 with the win. Demar Derozan 37 points, six rebounds, three assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in seven of ten and six in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in three. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5 2 home loss against Florida. College Hoops last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86 83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Line I are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Still waiting on our, our buddy Sid here. I'm McKenna McGee, the Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We're you know, talking some college hoops here now as we speak. I'm just 
waiting for Buddy Sue to kind of come back on. We had some technical difficulties, but you know, well, again, that's live, live, you know, radio and streaming here for your folks. But you know, as we're going to talk a little bit more college, like I said before, the first three tickets have been punched, and also two we're going to waiting on some other. You know, some other uh, some of the big conference tournaments are starting You know, on Wednesday at the Big East. Of course, you got the Big Ten, you get the ACC, the SEC. You know, we're going through some of the games, you know, from this weekend. Um, Kansas beat Texas, you know, they're the overtime thriller. And, you know, we'll get to all we'll get to all the, like the weirdness that happened over at, at Duke and North Carolina and all the weird things that happened there in just a second. But, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about, like I said, some of the other conference the conference is UCLA beats USC to get to number two seed in the Pac-12 conference tournament that starts on Wednesday. Also, too, of course, you know Kansas clinched the one seed. They beat Texas, so this is like their. I think they, they were they clinched at least a share like the first time in like like twenty. They just like the twentieth yeah, time in the last twenty six seasons of the conference. You know, history from nineteen ninety six to when War Wheels was still there till this year. So this is their twentieth regular season conference, uh, Big Ten Conference regular season tournament title, the 16th in the Bill Self era. So big, you know, nice win for him. Also to um, Memphis. Memphis um, you know, did the sweep, the season sweep against Houston. So now, you know, that should definitely help uh, Penny Hardaway and, you know, and his Tigers get into the tournament for the big dance. So that should be, going to be a lot of fun there as well. So, you know, we'll get to all that in a second. So, again, if you have a question or a comment, you know, what are your predictions? You know, any early upsets you guys got or any sleeper team, like the teams I mentioned, could they perhaps maybe make a big run right here? You know, of course, you know, keep it cool, you know, in the in Sports Zone Chicago, both YouTube and Facebook pages. So they're all right there for you. So, you know, feel free to comment, you know, and tell us who do you guys think is your best, has the best shot of perhaps maybe, perhaps maybe make it cut down the nets, you know, in a, in a few weeks. But, uh, yeah, so going back to some of the other, it's like I said, some of the other games, you know, we'll get to. Okay, folks, sorry about that. Uh, we're back. Uh, somehow, I don't know what's going on. I guess StreamYard is having uh, some connection issues. But, yeah, so, you know, we're back. You know, I'm the Keenan McGee. This is Second City Sports on Zone Chicago. I guess we're waiting on Sid to, to connect back with us. Um, so, you know, go, again, going back into the college hoops, we're actually going to take a, a really quick break because so we can see, you know, what's going on. And hopefully, you know, Sid will be back with us in a little bit. But, yeah, this is Second City Sports. Watching Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Stay right there. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws it foul line left. Got it. Got it. Foul. DeMar DeRozan with the hoop, the horn, and one. Bulls radio with the call. 112, 108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39 and 21 with the win. DeMar DeRozan 37 points, six rebounds, three assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in seven of 10 and six in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in three. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5 2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86 83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Illini are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4.
For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome back to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I see Sis back at Camarillo. I got kicked out too. I don't know. I guess I guess uh, the, uh, the streaming stream yard where we're using to, to broadcast live is having some connection issues. So, but you know, hopefully, you know, that's all been you know taken care of as us. So, but we're back. And uh, yeah, so we're right down in and in um, it's LA basketball. You know, going into March Madness. Like I said, three teams have clinched clinched tickets to the dance. Of course, Murray State and Loyola. You know, they were both teams that probably were better off, you know, winning their conference tournament. Of course, Murray State won the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament once again. It's their third trip in the last four years. They beat Moorhead State. Of course, Loyola beats uh, Drake in the rematch of last year's tournament. So Drake still got in and, and you know, they had lost that game. And also, too, you know, they were able to come back because I don't think Loyola would have gotten in had they not have won that tournament. So also to all the all the bowl teams out there are probably clearly to collect a sigh of relief. So they don't have to worry about those spots being taken away from them. <laughs> also, like I said uh, earlier, Longwood, I know that's an, uh, I know that's a new one for you guys, but Longwood University, they're in Virginia. They beat Winthrop. You know, this is making their first ever trip to the dance in the Big South. Uh, conference winning that title uh yesterday so we you love seeing like newer you know newer teams and you know making their trips to, you know first trips to the dance they're the lancers of longwood so there might be a team you know they're 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 uh pitched to be a 14 seed so we'll see if they can pull off any upsets but we love them when uh when the the old guard balls to some new new people come to the dance yeah and we talked about this last week about march madness and as i, I mentioned in our, in our uh, previous conversations that we like to see the Dukes and the North Carolinas. We'll get to them in a few minutes. But we're used to those powerhouse teams uh, being in the big dance all, every year. But it's nice to see some new blood in there every once in a while. Now, that's not everybody's cup of tea, but that's what makes March Madness so great. If Duke or North Carolina or Kansas is one of those teams that remains in the tournament into the Final Four, so be it but some of the other mid-major teams that are – Big name teams that we expect every year, like your Michigans and Texas. I know they're back this year, but some of those schools they get knocked out by these smaller schools, and that's why we love March Madness. It's the romance side of it. It's the upsets and see those smaller schools that don't get any attention from ESPN and everybody else. They get talked about uh, during that tournament. So uh, your unsung heroes and your unsung players that you don't hear about. That's what makes this tournament so great. Lakina, before uh, our 
our broadcast was interrupted. I want to go back to that uh, Loyola uh, Drake game uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference from yesterday. I noticed a couple of things. Uh, Loyola, they, you could tell they were nervous, and they started off in the 18 to 8 hole yesterday. They turned the ball over. They couldn't shoot well from the outside. Drake coming into yesterday's title game, they had only had seven three pointers made out of 35 attempts. Dan Bonner said it on the broadcast yesterday with mm-hmm. Kevin Harlan on CBS. Drake. Uh, that was the, the main reason why they lost yesterday was because they couldn't shoot the ball from the outside. I know Loyola cut down on the turnovers. They turned up the pressure defensively in that second half, and they shot the ball well from the outside. Ryan Schressinger uh, led Loyola off the bench with 13 points, but it was Lucas Williamson who was on that Final Four team in 2018. He led the team with 18 points, and it was his leadership mm-hmm. that helped carry the day for Loyola. Congratu- congratulations to them, the fighting sister jeans as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Drake was one. Drake's one of those teams where you kind of live by a three and then die and die by a three. The three pointers for them just weren't hitting, mm-hmm. so that's why they were able to take advantage of that Loyola was. So, yeah, uh, Lucas Williamson going back to the tournament once again. You know, Drew Valentine showing that. You know, I know these are all. You know, a lot of these guys are Porter Moser's uh, recruits, but look, someone's mm-hmm. got to coach them up, and that's how that's how you're able to do it. So they had their struggles. They had their struggles, but I think they they might be primed for a nice run. We'll see who they match up against on Sunday, but. Yeah, so it should be interesting though as well for Loyola. Um, Murray State is another team that probably could have, you know, probably would have gotten in. So, you know, Murray State, uh, Moorhead State, I should say, would have been a bid, uh, bid thief. So I know Bubble mm-hmm. Teaser were happy that that you know Murray State did their job and won the um, the Ohio Valley Conference tournament. So yeah, they might win a couple of games too, depending on who they play against. So should be um, interesting once the brackets come out. Now going to the rest of the weekend in the in college hoops, you got Nebraska. The, you know Nebraska is the hottest team in the country. Apparently, uh, they beat uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, held them off, um, 74-73 in a thriller there at the Kohl Center. Um, Alonzo Verge uh, Jr. had 26 points, kind of leading the way there. It looks like you know maybe Fred Horber might have finally found something with these guys. I know they've kind of had this new no win or lose mentality. Then they aren't going to a postseason. You might as well you know play spoiler for some of these teams. You don't say. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but as, as you talked about before, Lakina, this is the, the types uh, of things that happens every year. Something weird happens, especially in these big conference regular season finales and these postseason tournaments. This is what we live for to watch uh, stuff like this happen. Of course, it happened on the final day of the regular season yesterday. But Wisconsin, as you mentioned, their point guard, Johnny Davis, being injured. If he doesn't play in the Big Ten term- tournament, um, it's going to affect their seating. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to really slide down to the eight and nine. But maybe that's what ends up happening to Wisconsin. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. But you know, it, you had to factor in the injuries as well. It, like I said, no, no time is a good time for a player to get injured. But this comes at a worst time for Wisconsin. Absolutely. Also, Ohio State's been you know, a little bit of a slide as well. They're having COVID issues now. So, you know, they lost to Michigan. And uh, it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of wondering, okay, yeah, this is not the, this is not the time for, you know, COVID. And things just when you thought that things are opening up and such, you know, now Ohio mm-hmm. State, they're having COVID issues. So, like they, like they were earlier in, in conference play. So, they lose to Michigan. You know, don't want to take any away from Michigan, what they're doing. But, yeah, I think Michigan still has to win a couple of games probably in the Big Ten tournament to even be considered mm-hmm. on the bubble. But we'll see if they can do that. Uh, like I said, Memphis, Memphis completed the season sweep against Yay! Yeah, so that they might have punched their ticket to the dance is why I was. I still say probably maybe they may need to win a couple of games in the American mm-hmm. uh, Athletic Tournament to sort of go you know, steal their. I think they need to get to the final. That's just me personally. 
Yeah, they probably do at the. I think they get the semis at the very, at the very least. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And, and and you know, Juwan Howard's back for that. So we'll see what happens. You know how all that kind of transpires. Um, like I said, Kansas, Kansas uh, edged out Texas in an overtime throw. I watched some of that game. That was that was a weird game. It took like about a hundred years, it seemed. But you know, Kansas <laughs> was able to pull it out. They're sick. They're their twentieth Big Twelve title. They're sixteenth in during uh in Bill Self's era. So congrats mm-hmm. to him. They clinched the number one seed. Um. You know the in the SEC, um, all you know Auburn gets the the the, the top seed. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, they all went un, unbeaten uh, at home this season. It's just the third time in the last twenty five seasons that a conference has, has had three undefeated teams at home at the same in the same season at the you know same you know the first time since it happened in the SEC. Get all the way back to the fifties, the late fifties. So you know, congrats to them. You know, Auburn gets that one seed there. UCLA. Um, Held off a uh, pull away from USC, rival USC, to get the number two seed in the Pac-12 tournament. So that should be fun one. I know that you know UCLA, they're getting better at the right time. I know Arizona people didn't think Arizona would be, you know, they thought they would be good, but they probably didn't think they would be like a number one seed good this year in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. conference tournament. Perhaps get the one seed in the in the tournament, but you know they they've looked really good so uh, so far. Uh, Oregon may have you know they may have to win a couple of games in the, uh, the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, they beat Washington. They lost to Washington State, I should say. Our buddy Spiro Dias called that game, and uh, Oregon did not look very good. And there, while you got <laughs> Michigan getting hot at the right time, Nebraska getting hot at the right time, Oregon's picking the wrong time to get, you know, to go on a downturn. So they gotta get at least get to the final at the big at the Pac-12 tournament in order to even get the get in, uh, in the bubble. Yeah, back back to that Memphis Houston game. I watched the majority of the game. First of all, nice court for the University of Memphis. Uh, the, mm-hmm. I know they're the number one team, of course, in that city. Of course, we know what the Grizzlies are doing in, uh, as far as the NBA is because I will get to them in the next hour. But uh, that court looks nice with all mm-hmm. that blue, almost a copy in the, the Boise State <laughs> football team motto. But uh, that, that FedEx Forum was filled yesterday. I know they had Jim Nance and Bill Raftery, the Rafter, calling that game for CBS yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a nice job by uh, Memphis. I, I know that they had uh, Houston's top three players in foul trouble early. All of yeah. them had uh, two fouls, so that's that's what won the game for Memphis. Also, too, in the second half, they nearly lost it because they were stuck at 59 points for almost, yeah. almost the first <laughs> half of that second like a, half. Like half but, the second half, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I was uh, like, well, they scored another basket, but yeah. uh, Penny Hardaway's crew, that's a good young team. Uh, in, my, in my personal opinion, they need to get to their tournament final, which is very possible, but like you said, Lakin, at least two wins should do it for them. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. with this late surge that have been going on for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, 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 I think so. I think that if I think if you want to get to at least the semis, I think Memphis does. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, in the eight ten, you got uh Dayton and uh Davidson. Uh, Dayton. Uh, they split their season series. You know, Dayton wins round two by six points. This could be for the A10. Oh, they're like five or 16. I think them, St. Bonaventure is in the mix, St. Louis is in the mix as well. So there could be a log jam, perhaps maybe two or maybe three spots for the Atlanta 10. Remember back in the day with Memphis and Temple, you know, that mm-hmm. though, good times. Uh, yeah, so it could be a log jam with them as well. So we'll see what happens in the A12 tournament. Um, you know, TCU kind of took a kind of a step back. Uh, losing to uh, Bob Huggins of West Virginia by six, so you gotta think that they're got they gotta get at least to the the, uh, the semifinals you know, to be in the bubble. I think I know they're right on the bubble. I think some of the the brackets, the bracketologists, if you will, have them like just outside looking in. Some have them in. Some have like just you know being out. 
So mm-hmm. I think if you're Jamie Dixon, you, you tell your guys like we at least get to the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament in order to get you know get back in on the on the good side of the bubble. But we'll see. And also, too, let's go into the ACC. Of course, you have uh, Duke in North Carolina. We talked about North North Carolina <laughs> uh, on our last episode and regarding uh, uh, Duke's last regular season game in Cameron Indoor Stadium. And Coach K, we'll get to that part of the angle in just a moment. But uh, Caleb Love had 22 points for uh, for North Carolina. R.J. Davis had 21. You, mm-hmm. uh, you could tell during that game, Lakina, North Carolina was more focused. And I wasn't shocked at the end that they won this game, especially the, the way they did by 13 points. Duke, w- with that group uh, of young players, that, that moment was too it was too big for them to handle. You could tell Coach K was, uh, you know, he got emotional uh, uh, during pregame with many of the former players coming back, including J.J. Reddick, after being um, being hit in the elbow in the head on Friday against the Bulls, uh, thanks to Derrick Jones Jr. We'll get to the NBA uh, later on in the show. But we we told you guys on Friday this was going to be an emotional game for Duke. Uh, the moment uh, could be too big for that program. Of course, Coach K apologized for the effort uh, after the game on Saturday, but the season was acceptable. We're not done. That's what he said after, after the game. He addressed the crowd out there at Cameron Indoor Stadium. But North Carolina, we said that they needed to put up a couple of wins. I think this, even though they still have a good enough record within the conference and a good enough record overall, North Carolina is now 23 and 8 over 23 and 8 for, for the season. This, I think this win gets them to, into the tournament. Uh, if they would have lost this game, I think they would have needed the. ACC tournament to really build up their resume. I think this win on Saturday, uh, last Saturday, I do clinches uh, and at large uh, one of those um, uh, automatic, not automatic, uh, but at large, at large, at large, at large. And uh, yeah, and like you said, I mean, you know, it was like a cast of thousands at that at that game. Yeah, you mm-hmm. saw a lot. You saw Grayson Allen. I'm surprised he was able to walk after being elbowed by <laughs> uh, by uh, Tristan Thompson. But yeah, they, you know, and Derek Jones Jr. as well. Um, also, too, you had Christian Leitner, JJ Reddick, uh, literally like a chain, you know, chain baddie, literally like a cat, Chris Duhon, Jay Williams. I mean, it was like a cast of thousands Carl there. Carl who's doing ACC yes. Network. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it was like a cast of thousands. There were some players that weren't there. We will get into that, I think. <laughs> I know Corey McGetty, a lot of people were kind of making a big deal that he wasn't there. I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think Coach K and he are not and still not in such very good graces. After what happened, you know, of course, McGetty was one of the first, you know, a first of Coach K's guys, you know, top guys to leave mm-hmm. after his freshman year to go to the NBA. So. Yeah, I mean, Elton Brown was on that team in 99. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. lost to UConn in the championship UConn game. The championship. Yeah. yeah. Chris Carroll, well, Chris, Chris Carroll, who was one of the, the assistant coaches, is actually now in a, who, yeah, who was on that, in that, you know, who was part of that team as well that lost to UConn. So, yeah, I mean, you know, pettiness, I guess. I don't know. There were a few other players that weren't there. There's still some guys, you know, Jabbar, people made a bit about Jabbar Parker not being there and, and such. I mean, it's just like, come on, come on, guys. I mean, it's sort of like weird, but yeah, you know what? It, it, it's fine. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, you know what? Ew, who knows? I mean, maybe they, I'm sure maybe they sent, you know, pictures and stuff, you know, of flowers. I'm sure they, I'm sure they did, you know, you know, tribute to him but the whole thing with the handshake and stuff you know chris carwell and some of the other guys the other assistants not shaking you know hubert davis's hand i guess he i guess uh they were mad that north carolina when they played at north carolina where duke won pretty handily in their first meeting you know they didn't really do anything they just had i guess they had like his name and there's all his accomplishments on the, on the jumbotron and such so i guess that's probably why how all yeah. that started i i don't <laughs> like 
Well, what? I mean, they're your biggest rival. What you want? You want like a, a car, a Lamborghini, or something? You want to have a Porsche? <laughs> like, you know, come on! Like, really? I mean, it just it just seemed kind of silly that that that's why that's all that mm-hmm. happened. But like at the same time, though, give Hubert Davis and his guys credit for being ready for that game. And look, they're like they wanted to play party spoilers, and you know that's yeah. exactly what they did. If you think they were just going to roll over and die, uh, <laughs> that just wasn't going to happen. We know this is not one of Carolina's best teams, but somehow, some way, they in a, they have twenty three wins, and you knew that all the pressure was on Duke. Uh, Coach Davis used that to their advantage. You saw mm-hmm. the kind of performance that the Charlie Hills had. So, it, folks, this is a rival. You thought they, they were just going to lay down and just uh, uh, be in coordination and just go through the motions. You're crazy. Well, Pete, well, and don't forget though. People forget that Hubert Davis played at you know he played North Carolina and during in the early nineties. He he you know they they had some games you know back in the early nineties. You know there was like elbow, of course, the bloody you know Montrose game. You know he was right there. He was yes. one of the one of the the, the, the the captains of that team. So yeah, so I think people were kind of like, well, what what were they expecting? Like were they just uh, sort of like, oh, you know, nobody told North Carolina what to do what. To do what? Just sit there and throw the game? Like, come on! They weren't gonna, yeah, he weren't. They weren't gonna do that. That that's your rival too. No way. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, but you know, also also two shout out to Providence winning their first ever Big East regular season title. Congrats to Ed Cooley. I think you know he doesn't get a lot of love there. You know, in Providence, I know they love him at Providence. I think nationally he doesn't get a lot of love, so he was able to hold off. Uh, you know, Villanova to win uh, their first ever regular season title for the Flyers. For the Friars, I should say. They got a nice little rich tradition as well. So, you know, good for them. And look, I, I think, yeah, can they make a big run in the tournament? I don't know. They could, you know, they're a great, like, three-point shooting team. So, but I, I know Villanova's going to have something to say, especially the fact that they didn't win last year. They lost to Georgetown, you know, in the yeah. early rounds. They were upset. So, you know, UConn's going to have something to say about it. Creighton may Creighton may have something to say about it as well. So Marquette, I know they kind of, I know they struggled in the last uh, couple of weeks, but they may have something to say about it. So yeah, so where things happen in the Big East tournament. So I can't wait for that to start later this week. You listen to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color. Sid Lakina here with you talking NCAA basketball. March Madness has begun with these conference tournaments, the big power five conferences. Their tournament starts later this week, Wednesday and Thursday. And Lakina, let's uh, break down the schedule coming up in top 25 in college basketball for. Uh, this week as the conference tournament, some of the smaller ones are wrapping up. The big ones start on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, for The schedule for tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN2 is the West Coast Conference uh, Tournament Semifinal. San Francisco at 24-8. and eight. They'll face the number one seed Gonzaga Bulldogs. They check in at 24-3. and three. And at 10-30 on ESPN2 is the other West Coast Conference Semifinal game. Santa Clara at 21-10 will face number 17 ranked team in the country, St. Mary's. They're 24-6. and six. San Francisco, some are saying that they could be on the bubble. I think if you if they somehow upset Gonzaga, they could probably get themselves in. I think some of the other teams may have something to say about that, some of the bigger conferences. So we'll see if San Fran can kind of you know pull off the upset there. Uh, I know our girl, Christine, uh, the Queen, Manica, who lives out there in Sioux Falls, the Summit, the Summit League, their semifinals are, are uh, coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. On ESPN Plus, if you got it, you got South Dakota and South Dakota State. They're the number one seed, South Dakota State. Also, Oral Roberts hoping to go back to the tournament for, you know, in back-to-back mm-hmm. years. They faced North Dakota State. That's at 930 on ESPN Plus. You know, the Summit League. They get some of the other um, conferences, you know, getting ready as well. You 
got the uh got you know Chattanooga and uh Furman. That is the I think that's see, I'm trying to figure out what conference that that's the South, the Southern Conference, the SOCON conference, as they call it. That's for uh trip for you know, both teams are hoping to go back mm-hmm. to the dance for the first time in a few years. So yeah, that's gonna be on ESPN. So make sure you guys check that out. The automatic bit there, the winner of that um conference and also the, the colonial. <clears throat> I can't talk for some reason. The Colonial Athletic Conference. I'm all choked up here talking about the Colonial. Uh, Charleston <laughs> against UNC Williamson. Both teams are hoping to go back for the first time. I know Charleston will be going for the first time in a little while. And also UNC Williamson. This will be their second trip in the last three years should they win tonight. That's, that's at 7.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Yeah, let's go to tomorrow's schedule, which and is also Tuesday. Two, also, two, uh, you know, one. Also, I got to say this, you'll say this to like one more match. That's the semifinals of the Colonial. Delaware and Towns, the, the Towns is number one seed. That's the, uh, that's mm-hmm. the Colonial. And also, like I should get, like I said here before, uh, it'll be Louisiana and Georgia State. Uh, hopefully, you know, these teams hoping to, both these teams hoping to go back. That's for the Sunbelt Conference. So Louisiana, you know, they've been there before a few years ago, you know, Georgia State as well. So both these teams are hoping to go back to the dance. So. That's another, uh, you know, another ticket that will be punched tonight. So that's at six o'clock on ESPN two. Okay, tomorrow's schedule, which is Tuesday, uh, the ACC tournament uh, kicks off. There, the first matchup at one o'clock on the ACC network. We have Boston College versus Pittsburgh, followed by Clemson versus North Carolina State at three thirty. Both games can be seen on the on the uh, ACC network, and then you have the Northeast Conference tournament final. Wagner versus Brian. That's at six o'clock on ESPN two. Uh, the MAC uh, championship first round will kick off at four o'clock on ESPN two. Ryder versus Manhattan, and then the ACC tournament resumes on Tuesday night with Georgia versus Louisville at six o'clock on the ACC network. And you have the, the conference uh, USA championship first round matchup between Marshall and FIU. That's at six thirty on ESPN plus and Chicago State. Yes, folks, Chicago State, um, they'll play the first round of the WAC Conference conference tournament, WAC (laughs) tournament against Mm. Utah Valley. That's at 10.30 p.m. tomorrow night on ESPN+. Utah Valley checks in with a 19-11 record. Yeah, a little bit of a role there, Chicago State. They beat the number one seed, New Mexico State. I'm sure they're not very happy about that. The Aggies are. So we'll see what happens if they can make a little bit of noise there, the Chicago State and the WAC tournament. Also, another ticket will be punched tomorrow night. You got Navy and Colgate at 630 on CBS Sports Network. That's the Patriot League. You know, Colgate hoping to go back for the first time back to back since the Donald Foyle days back in the early nineties. If you remember that, remember Ooh, those days. Tell them our ages. <laughs> I know, right. You know, Navy hoping to go back. You know, I think this will be the first time in about a decade since Navy's been to the dance on the men's side. So mm-hmm. be interested to see if they can pull out those. Are, they're the top two seats in the Patriot league. So it should be a fun one. Uh, Georgetown, Seton Hall, FS1 at 8.30, also Utah and Washington. That's the first round of the Pac-12 conference tournament in Nevada and uh, Las Vegas. So, that's at 10.30 on the Pac-12 Network if you have that. So that's your schedule for tomorrow. Wednesday schedule kicks off like this at 10.30 p.m. Sorry, 10.30 a.m. on ESPN Plus. Idaho versus Sacramento State in the Big Sky Championship and then the opening round of that tournament. At 11 a.m., the ACC tournament continues with Syracuse versus Florida State. At 12 noon at on ESPN Plus, the Atlantic 10 Championship uh the tournament kicks off with St. Joseph's versus LaSalle at one o'clock, New Mexico versus Nevada in the Mountain West Championship in the opening round of that tournament. 
And also in the, in the Big Sky Tournament, the second game of that opening round, Idaho State versus Portland State. In, at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN, uh, the opponent to be announced versus Wake Forest, who are 23-8 and eight on the season. That's the ACC tournament. Of course, the Pac-12 tournament kicks off with their opening round games, Stanford at Arizona State at 2 o'clock. That's on the Pac-12 network. And on FS1 at 3.30, the Big East tournament kicks off with a baller versus Xavier. And back to the Mountain West Championship, their first round game, Air Force will take will take on Utah State at at three thirty. And then, of course, the the other Pac twelve first round matchup at four thirty on the Pac twelve Network will have Oregon State versus Oregon. As you said, Lakina Oregon needs to put some wins together. The mm-hmm. SEC tournament uh, kicks off on Wednesday in prime time on yes. the SEC Next Network. Ole Miss versus Missouri at five o'clock, and then followed by. Let's see if my screen can get up here. You can pick it up for me, King. Because my screen is acting up right now. <laughs> well, so is mine. I know like, I'm not getting a lot of these games up like that. That Patriot League uh, title is mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Uh, that's tomorrow on uh, CBS Sports Chicago. Like I said, also, too, you got you know, the host of Minnesota and Penn State. It was, of course, at 730 in the Big Ten Network. You got Old Dominion and UTEP. It's sort of the Conference USA Tournament. California, Washington State, that's the Pac-12 network. That's, again, that's at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's at 8 o'clock. Uh, the SWAC you know, tournament starts. You got Prairie Views, AM and Alcorn State on ESPN+. Plus. Also, you got Georgetown and Seton Hall at 8.30 on FS1. Of course, start the Big East tournament. Utah, Washington, like I said earlier, at 10.30 on, uh, on the Pac-12 network if you have that. So that's your Pac-12 scheduling. And that's your schedule for, uh, for, tomorrow, for uh, Wednesday, I should say. Uh, Thursday, uh, the schedules will be uh, formalized in the next couple of days because uh, your big-time teams will be playing some of the lower seeds. But mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock on Thursday on ESPN, uh, the opponent to be dated will take on Duke in the ACC tournament. On FS1 on Thursday at 11 o'clock, uh, the opponent to be dated will take on number 11, Providence, in a Big East tournament. At 11.30 on Thursday on ESPN2, TCU and number 22, Number 22 team, the number 22nd ranked team, uh, the Texas Longhorns will get it on in the quarterfinals in the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament. Like, of course, I, said, the Big- TC, like I said, TCU needs to uh, get some wins yeah. together, so we'll see if they can pull off the upset against Texas, yeah. East Carolina, and Cincinnati. That's the first round of the American uh, Athletic Conference tournament. That's in that's in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, here. That's at 12 o'clock on ESPNU. Yeah, and at 6 o'clock, uh, the primetime coverage of the Big 12 tournament will continue Oklahoma versus versus Baylor. The Fighting Porter Moses, they need all the wins they can get there, 17 and 14 on the year. Baylor, the defending national champs, are 26 and 5. On FS1 at 6 o'clock, the Big East tournament uh, quarterfinals continues with uh, Villanova. They're going to play whoever they're going to play. And, of course, the Pac-12 Network at 8 o'clock. UCLA will play the opponent to be named later. And then at 8.30 p.m. on ESPN2, Iowa State will take on number 14-ranked Texas Tech in the in the Big 12 tournament, presented by Phillips 66. Ah, yes, the old Phillips 66 from back in the day in the Big 12. And it was the Big 8. It was the Big 8 yep. there, too. So, yeah. So you tell your age now. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah. All these, you know, all these to, be, to be announced, you know, opponents will be, you know, in the next couple of days, like I said, said, because – you got the a lot of these tournaments, you know, starting their matchups and mm-hmm. same thing here for Friday. You know, Illinois, I believe they'll play the winner. I, I don't know who they play the winner of, but mm-hmm. then you got you know, Auburn. They start, you know, Davidson as well in the A10 tournament. That's starting mm-hmm. on 
you know, on the, on the day before Houston, um, tech, you know, Arkansas will start their, uh, their, uh, SEC play Rutgers. Remember they got that, you know, got that, that last buy, that last double buy. So, you know, that they will be the quarterfinals, of the big 10 tournaments. They got, you know, Tulane and Temple. They'll, you know, they'll play each other in the American, you know, some of the others, you know, Tennessee will wait a winner of one of those earlier games also, as well as Wisconsin. Also, an SMU in Kentucky in the uh, SEC tournament, SMU in the American. So, a lot to be decided there in these next few uh, few uh, games. New Mexico State, I'm sure they'll be ready, you know, to to fight for their to win their title in the WAC. So they'll be waiting on who wins that. They got the buy, they get the double buy mm-hmm. to the semifinals, of course, the way it's set up in the WAC. So yeah, so a lot to be you know sorted out. Also, Seattle as well. They're hoping to go back to go to the tournament for the first time, you know, in the second year in a row. So. Look, there's still a lot to be decided in some of these uh these conference terms, especially with some of the bigger ones that are starting. So, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll see if there are going to be any heroes or going to be any, like, surprises. Will there be a team that comes out of nowhere and perhaps maybe maybe take a bit away from some of the bubble teams? So, look, a lot to be decided still this week. You can't, you know, this is my favorite time of year, but also it's a bummer, too, because college hoop season is starting to uh, gonna be ending in a few weeks. But yeah. know, this is actually a cool time of year, though, as well, to get to see, like, great stories of, you know, programs that you never heard of or probably don't watch too much of, you know, players that you don't know too much about. So, but it's actually, it, it's nice. So it's, it's pretty cool. One more note about college basketball before we close up shop for the first hour. Did you watch the highlights of the Kentucky South Carolina game from the women's side yesterday in the SEC yes, championship? Yeah, uh, that, that was also for Kentucky. I forgot who, who made the game winning three pointers. She said, we're not done. We're not done. And you could tell uh, no one had Kentucky even um, making the, the tournament final, but uh, they, they beat Don Staley's crew. Uh, handed that program that program its second loss of the season. Uh, that's like you said before. We love seeing these moments, especially at this time of year. Yeah, I'm trying to see the young lady who hit that three point who hit that three pointer to win it for them. But yeah, she was so, so but, hyped, and I was so I was just happy for her. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But look, again, we ain't I, done. We're not done. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah they were gonna get it regardless because they have been ranked you know early this you know most of the year you know they I know they had they lost a couple of games. I think that one of those losses was I believe to South Carolina, but. You know, they were able to, you know, pull it out. And, look, that's the first time ever for that program to win a national uh, championship. I forgot who their coach is. I'll, let, I'll look that up in a second. But it, it's sort of like, you know, on the women's side especially, you know, it's sort of – it's nice to see those you know, schools that you probably never really heard of or you probably didn't think had a women's team. You know, Kyra Elzey, who I believe – I think she played at, U- at, at Kentucky, I think, at one point. But, uh, you know, but, yeah, so it, it's going to be – it's pretty cool to see and – uh so she, yeah, I mean, it, it's really nice to see that the, uh, that the, you know, it's nice to see Kentucky, you know, I know, uh, Paige Beckers is back for UConn, so we'll see if they can make a nice little run in, uh, in, uh, in his LA tournament. I know Don Staley, Gabe Cox, they're not going to be in a very good mood after losing that, uh, <laughs> losing that. So, uh, I would say if you're in the same region as them, look out for them because they're not going to be very happy. Stanford won the Pac 12, uh, tournament again on the women's side. So, I know they're going to be vying for back-to-back titles, which would be the first time since you know for them since you know they did it like twenty years, like twenty, like no, 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 it'll be thirty years ago now. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, for 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 Miss uh, Vanderbilt, but uh, yeah. So you know, we'll watch, we'll play, we'll we'll do a little bit of uh, women's hoops as well, you know, for a little bit. But yeah, so you know, it's nice to see that everything is starting to, you know, they're getting the March Madness moniker as well, which is great to see on the women's side. So. You know, we'll see, you know, they're going to be in the mix, you know, like I said, South Carolina, Stanford. It's nice to see. I know Tennessee's been struggling a little bit. I know, I know that they're, they're, they just got their leading score back. I know it's, look, I think it's women's basketball is better when Tennessee and UConn are up there. So we'll mm-hmm. see if they can both make nice deep runs in a tournament. 
Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. As you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, I'm Sid. It's Lakina. The Bulls' losing streak continues. They have a battle tonight in the city of brotherly love against the 76ers. The latest on the MLB lockout. Unbelievable. I'm doing this Jordan Sharp for those listening on our podcast at War on Anchor. And we have some sports media news for you and a whole lot more. You're listening to Second City Sports live in the Living Color on the Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws a foul line left. Got it. Got it. Foul. DeMar DeRozan with the hoop. The harm and one. Bulls radio with the call. 112, 108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39 and 21 with the win. DeMar DeRozan, 37 points, six rebounds, three assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in seven of 10 and six in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in three. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5 2 home loss against Florida. College Hoops last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86 83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Line I are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And if you have a question or comment for us during our now less than 60 minutes of this extravaganza of a show today, hopefully we don't get any more interruptions, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube, type in your questions or comments in the comment section, Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of this fabulous program with some basketball talk as we go to the pro side now. Let's focus in on the Chicago Bulls, the 39 and 25 Chicago Bulls, the host of Philadelphia they will travel to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers tonight at 6 o'clock. You can watch that game locally on ABC Sports Chicago. Or if you're listening to us uh, around the country, you can watch that on NBA League Pass via NBC Sports Philadelphia. Lakina, let's go back to Friday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bulls are 
coming off another loss of, to the Milwaukee Bucks. This time it was a 118-112 loss on Friday night at the United Center. It was seen on ESPN. Uh, the crowd was live and hyped at the United Center. The Bulls played a very good game, uh, especially in that third quarter when they really took charge uh, leading the Milwaukee Bucks. But Milwaukee showed that experience and that toughness at the end. The Bulls, they are a good team, but they just need to learn how to close games out, and that's what Milwaukee did. Yeah, and it was sort of one of those you know, one of those things where yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls, their credit, the Bulls sort of you know they did what they what they wanted to do. You know they they worked up racing down a little bit. You know they got them a couple of forearms. You know via you know Curse, you know Tristan Thompson, Derrick Jones, but of course you know Derrick Jones got called for a flagrant. So you know I think they should <laughs> they should just let them slide with that, but whatever. But uh, you know it's sort of like I said, I mean the foreigner world for the Bulls. I mean, like, I know some people are already like freaking out that, like, oh my God, the season's over. Oh, they suck. You know, let, let's go. We're not good enough. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. And it's just like, okay, come on now. You knew that it was going to be tough, especially without Caruso and Ball, you know, and also, you know, P. Will as well. Though they're still, you know, trying to figure things out. And look, they stayed, look, you know, they were, they had the lead at one point. You know, they just couldn't, you know, get, you know, kind of like put to get the runs late. And of course, you know, their experience, you know, Milwaukee's experience, you know, with, with uh with Giannis and Chris Middleton and such. So it was sort of one of those things where mm -hmm. I think your experience kind of won out in the end. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens in this game and game nine against Philly. I mean, it looks like James Harden is a go for the night. I know he's been uh, struggling with that hamstring. And uh, so it's sort of like anything for confidence. I think they really need this win. I think I'm talking about the Bulls for confidence mm -hmm. purposes. They need it for not just, you know, for the psyche as well. I mean, you know, there's a psyche where they can't beat sort of like the the top tier team. So this is sort of like a, you know, look, Bulls have got the toughest schedule left in the NBA. So I think people are not, you know, don't realize that. So they've got 19 games left and it'll be interesting to see how they do in these next 19, you know, Philly tonight, we'll see what they can do. It's going to be at home. So they got to go on the road. Uh, that's a six o'clock start. So we'll be interested to see if the Bulls, if they can get to a, a quick start early, you know, if they can, you know, stop, you know, perhaps maybe slow down hard and, you know, hard with that, with that hamstring. Quite Kevin Hart. Uh, with that, uh, <laughs> with that, like I said, with that hamstring, you know how will how will Harden look? I know MB likes to loves playing the Bulls because that's when he has, you know, he's already in there in discussion for MVP. You know, I just want to see how this team looks against this new look, uh, new look Sixers team. A couple of things I noticed during the loss on Friday against Milwaukee, both Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan both were fatigued down the stretch. I know DeMar DeRozan, he's an MVP candidate. And uh, as I said, he's the number one star on this team. It will benefit uh, Zach Levine. Those two guys are fatigued and both of them had uh, bad uh, shooting nights on Friday, even though both of them still scored over 20 plus points. Number two, Nikolai Vucevic. He's starting to post up a little bit, which is I like to see. We know that he's a big guy that can shoot from the outside. He fits what the, today's game brings in terms of the rules and the pace of play. But I know he started to uh, post up a little bit more. I, I want to see that added more into his game. And of course, number three, uh, the offensive rebounds. Uh, I know we brought in Tristan Thompson and to um, to, uh, for the Bulls to help patrol the paint defensively inside, but he cannot do everything. And it's not a knock against him, but we know, know that's been a problem for the, this Bulls team all year. Uh, letting guys penetrate up the middle and um, giving up too many offensive rebounds. Those are the three things that I noticed last Friday. Yeah, and I think that's sort of like, you know, that's when not that's when not having 
having you know that defensive stop where you know comes in but mm-hmm. look they, they did you know you know coach nava did try the the, the, the vooch uh thompson's or a twin tower sort of thing we'll see if we'll see that tonight it didn't it, it kind of worked a little bit better you know this you know on this game you know than the first game they played together so we'll see how they look tonight against the sixers but i think like i said before i think they really need this win you know, if they can at least keep it close if they end up you know sixers are pulling away late that's fine but i think if you're the bulls you want to win this game for just for the psyche mm. they had a couple of days off to kind of you know get that sting against the bucks out of you know that sting you know against the bucks out of their mouth and hopefully they can be ready for tonight Yes, they had to be ready for tonight. As you mentioned, Lakeen, this is a bigger game for the Bulls, more so than Philadelphia. Yes, Philadelphia is chasing a couple other teams uh, at the top of the Eastern Conference. We'll get to them, how they did as far as the games over the weekend in just a moment. But for the Bulls, you need to turn this thing around mentally. This We said this before, Lakeen, we got less than a month, at least a month or the regular season left until whenever Caruso and Atlanta and Lonzo Ball return. This is playoff basketball. After the Lakers, the Bulls had the second toughest schedule in the league. You're going into uh, the last stretches of the regular season. This is playoff basketball than teams that you're playing on your schedule right now. So you better get used to it because it's not going to get any easier. And eventually they'll turn this thing around and get back on track. I still believe this team will win 50 games. You have 11 victories um, uh, to uh, achieve that. And so this is a bigger game for the Bulls tonight. They need to set the tone early and not and don't get any foul trouble because we we all know we all know that uh james harden's going to get calls because of the way his game is joel and beat is a beast inside i know zach levine was complaining after friday night's loss against milwaukee that he didn't get any any calls and rightfully so but throughout all this you still had to play your game and, and this bull team is still a good team but they're not uh the the top of the heap just yet and DeMar DeRozan made a uh, comment about that after the loss on Friday. This team still learn, needs to learn how to win close games against good teams. Because that that's true. what the playoffs are all about. And that's what, too, hopefully this will get them playoff ready. So I think that's what yeah. that's what play these kind of games are going to do. So they're going to they're gonna have a lot of these, these these last 19. So we'll see what happens with them tonight. Uh, also, to Tyrese Maxey, who ha- apparently found his niche. So now he's plenty part of that big three mm-hmm. with uh, Embiid and Harden. So we'll see how he does tonight. Hopefully, you know, maybe you know, AO can kind of slow him down and hopefully, you know, force him to some bad shots. And like I said, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how this team does and, You'll again a measuring stick game. Look, this is not a make or break, but I feel like if they can at least keep it close, if they at least keep it close, then you know they'll be okay. If not, I mean, look, these next eighteen games are not going to be. You know, you still got it. It only gets tougher. You got the toughest schedule left, so we'll be interested to see what they do in this game tonight. Now, going through some of the weekend games, um, probably the weirdest. Okay, well, you know, I'll start. I'll, you know, I'll start with a uh, Saturday night's game because I feel like I need to get that out the way first. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron had 56 points, which is a season high for him. Uh, you know, beating uh, for the Lakers to beat uh, the Warriors. I mean, look, you know, 37. You know, the oldest player to record at least 55 points and 10 rebounds. He had 12 rebounds in that you know Saturday night uh, win. Um, it, it's sort of one of those things, you know, where you're kind of like. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you wonder, okay, could this be the time when, you know, the Lakers finally get it going, you know, cause you don't know when AD is going to come back, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, that game was a very strange game. I, I will say that was probably one of the weirdest games that I've seen in a, in a minute. Well, the Lakers had the, their backs are still against the wall. Everybody locally and nationally been talking about them, their underachievements uh, so far this year with injuries and guys not having their roles. Uh, it was another game that was on national television, ABC. 
uh, the, the Lakers should say, hey, you know, our backs against the wall. People are counting us out. You saw one of the best efforts in a while. Malik Monk had a couple big three-point shots. Carmelo Anthony made his return to the lineup. He had a couple big shots as well. So LeBron James said, I'm healthy enough to carry this team. That's, that's exactly what they what he did. Now, are the Lakers' problems, are are they over? Not by a long shot, but they need to win for their confidence. Standpoint. Like you going back to Chicago, hopefully we see that type of performance on the road at Philadelphia. Uh, hopefully we'll see that tonight. But going back to the Lakers, uh, you saw a team of desperation. The Warriors are still a, one of the top two teams in the Western Conference. Uh, they could they use that game, sure, but it, it was the Lakers night. LeBron just had it automatic, and there was no way that the uh, that the Warriors were going to uh, take that game late. They had their opportunities. They were they were up early in that first half, but mm -hmm. uh, LeBron James had it on uh, autopilot, and you saw the Lakers come out there with a, a rare with a home win, a much needed home win. Yeah, um, I think especially to giving away these two teams played the last time. The Lakers could have stolen one at uh, at Chase Center last month. Mm -hmm. uh, they, paid back, they had payback on their minds, and that's that's what we saw on last Saturday. Well, it's one of those things where I think even LeBron said in the post game, you know, as you, if you saw, if you heard him, you know, when they did the the sound effects, he said that you know I got to put on a show with you guys in town. You know, he was telling Steph that, so that's yeah. exactly what he did. Um, you know, Philly probably will be the good move for this game night against the Bulls, especially the way they lost to uh, Miami by seventeen points also on Saturday. Yeah, I saw because, some um, of that. You know, Jim, uh, not Jimmy Butler. Um. James Harden didn't play Harden, that game. You know, they could have used him. They could have used him. They could. Yeah, they, they took advantage of that. Uh, the Heat did. You know, Tyler Hero had 21 off the bench. Jimmy Butler also kicked in with 21 as well. So, you know, I think Miami is showing. I know uh, our girl, Lana Tech, I was excited, was excited for that win on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, you can probably say yes. Yes, Harden was out. And they actually do a, they do play again in a couple of weeks, they, you know, Miami and uh, Philly. So, we'll see if maybe the, the score can be settled there. But, yeah, it was a, still a nice win for Miami nonetheless. Yeah, and this this uh, uh, this first game that I watched on Saturday, it took place later on in the uh, later the, the Saturday afternoon. So Dallas Mavericks without Luka Doncic, they defeated the Sacramento Kings one fourteen one thirteen. Finney Smith hit the game winning three point shot uh, out of the uh, right corner uh, for the Mavericks. Uh, they trailed big early to mm -hmm. the Kings. Uh, early in that game, but they you know, they turned up the defense and they got some key buckets down the stretch and they held off Sacramento for the win. So as we said before, Jason Kidd's finally found his groove. They made a couple of deals at the trade deadline. Luka Doncic, he has the total entry. Hopefully he gets back into the lineup soon. It's going to be a law jam in the middle of that Western Conference between them, Denver, and Utah. We'll get to Denver in just a moment. And a historical feat took place uh, in their game last night. But uh, I like the way this Dallas team is playing. Can they make some noise in the playoffs? That's going to be the number one question. Yeah, we'll see what they do there. And also, too, nice way they were able to bounce back after that mm -hmm. slow start they had. You know, because, like I said, 36 for Dimwitty, easily a uh, season high for him, I should say. Going back to Friday's games, uh, Phoenix needed a three-point uh, three uh, buzzer beater by Cam Johnson to, uh, and with his 38 points to beat uh, the uh, the Knicks. 115-114, you know, I saw a little bit of the, the end of that game. And another uh, blown lead by the Knicks, so... <laughs> and you know, and they were up, I think, like by like twelve. And look, Phoenix is doing what they can. I know they lost last night, but I know Phoenix is doing what they can to to try and uh, you know try to kind of hold down the four wall. Uh, CP three, of course, you know Devin Booker is still out due the uh, protocols and such. So, but look, 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 they're doing what they can. I know they lost to Milwaukee mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, but you know they're doing, they're trying. You know, Phoenix is doing what they can. I guess this is a testament to uh, Monty Williams. Yeah, speaking of Cam Johnson, Julius Randle decided to get into a shoving match with him, and he got kicked out the game. 
<laughs> yeah, I got the got the boots. So <laughs> dumb, yeah. yeah. How dumb can you be, be, be? <laughs> well, uh, one person who wasn't dumb and look, he still got it. You know, speaking of Denver, we'll get to the other game in a second. Mm-hmm. You know, from yesterday, but on. Friday night, uh, DeMarcus Cousins had a, a season-high 31 points. Yeah, that's the most – I think that's the most points he scored. And I think he had, like, 31 points and uh, 10 uh, boards, and that's, like, the most that he's had in a while. Um, he only did, like, about a little over 23 minutes. He, only, he didn't even need uh, – he didn't really didn't need, that, like, a whole uh, a whole uh, uh, half. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> so, you know, that, yeah, that was a few – that's, that, like, that, that's a few minutes played in a, for a 30 point game in the, in the history of the team. So that's the third fewest, his third fewest, you know, point for a 30 point game in his career. So maybe look, I was a little bit, you know, I was a little bit, a little bit leery when he got, you know, decided to go to Denver, but look, it looks like so far so good. It's been going pretty well for him. Yeah. And shout out to DeMarcus Cousins. He was one of those players that was in line for a big time contract, but injury set him back for the last few years. It's nice to see him back with some success. Hopefully he can keep it up for Denver. All right, and some other games for uh, for Friday, you know, real quick. Uh, New Orleans uh, hammered Utah, uh, <laughs> you know, by thirty four. Uh, New Orleans, they've been looking pretty good lately, and I look, I don't know if they can, they have a shot at getting to that, you know, that play in, but yeah, it looks like Zion might be back this season. We'll <laughs> see, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, Brent Angle had twenty nine, you know, leading the way for them in that upset. Uh, win against Utah, but yeah, they looked really good. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the New Orleans. Uh, like I said, it's not a bad roster, but without Zion, they're just uh, uh, an an average team at best. But uh, give them credit; they had some big wins over the last couple of weeks ago. Weeks or so, we mentioned that they had that big win at the Lakers last Sunday night, mm-hmm. sending that team into a tailspin. So we'll see what happens with the New Orleans. But I don't know if they can finish it off. Uh, we'll but we'll see what happens because it's. Between them, San Antonio, and the Lakers to buy in for that uh, playing tournament at the end of the regular season. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in the living color right here at Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with us as we talk NBA. And let's go to some of the uh, key games from Sunday, which was yesterday. Uh, the Boston Celtics uh, uh, had a couple of big shots late from Jalen Brown and Mar- Marcus Smart. RIP to late great Tommy Heinsohn. Uh, the Boston Celtics defeated the Brooklyn Nets 126-120. to Jason Tam had 54 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Kevin Durant uh, making his return from his uh, knee injury. He had 37 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists. Not a lot of help on the bench, you know, other than that for uh, for Brooklyn. So that's not the way they were going to do that. Also, Jason Tam, you know, some people say he should be right there kind of like in the conversation for MVP. I mean, with 54 points, uh, again, you know, Boston started to get it together a little bit. We'll see if they can keep it up. It's going to be hard for them to do. But, you know, Brooklyn, I know that uh, the KD is first game back. You know, so they kind of took a step back there. And like I said before, they need help. I don't know when Ben Simmons is going to come back. He could come back this week. You know, of course, you know, they got that, you know, Philly game. We'll, we'll talk more about that in a little mm-hmm. bit. But, you know, he might not come until after that game. But they really need him because especially with, you know, Kyrie not being able to, you know, there was a lot of uh, no love lost there. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's def- it was kind of like weird seeing that that scene yesterday. But, you know, Kyrie had 19. But I guess you know, they were kind of chanting his name. And such, so it, it was just very weird. But, uh you know, a nice win for Boston. Like I said, can they keep it up? You know, can Jason, T- Jason Taylor keep it up what he's doing? We'll see. But, you know, look like again, Brooklyn, I think, you know, they're still right, you know, kind of like, you know, at the edge of 500. They're one game uh, under 500 right now. But, you know, again, nice win for the Celtics as they move up the, the standings. 
Yep. Let's see if Brooklyn can turn it around. They need to do so in a hurry because, as we mentioned, we we have uh, exactly almost a month, exactly one month left to go in the regular season. You mentioned uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, yesterday dropping one to Milwaukee, one one thirty two, one twenty two, as uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker were out of the lineup for Phoenix. DeAndre Aiden, their big guy who had a tremendous run through the playoffs last year. He had 30 points, eight rebounds, and two assists. Chris Middleton led all scores for Milwaukee with 44 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. Season high for him. And uh, look, mm-hmm. I think, look, they kept it really close, the Suns did, but I think, you know, the experience also to the fact that they did not have CP3 and Book. So that actually also played a part as well. So, you know, Drew Holiday had a 24. It, and also, too, uh, had some guys from the bench. You know, Serge Ibaka had 14 off the bench. So that still helped uh, propel them. And uh, Bobby Porras, you know, had his struggles ending with nine points. Bobby! Giannis, Giannis, Giannis didn't have to do too much. You know, he only had 19. But like I said, uh, he had a double-double. He had like, a couple of key rebounds. So in that, in that those late uh, few minutes, it kind of held off, you know, for the Bucks to held off the Suns. But, you know, could this be a, a, another preview of the NBA Finals? We'll have to wait and see. But... You know, but like I said, they weren't the other Suns weren't weren't at full strength, so I think it's kind of hard to kind of be you know, really sort of like get down to the nitty gritty of this game. But you know, but again, look a nice win for the Bucks. Like I said, they're moving up to the standings, and uh, we'll see. I mean, the Suns still look; they still hopefully the book can come back. You know, this mm-hmm. week because they really need him desperately, especially with CP3 still being out. I mean, they're doing what they can, but it's obvious that they really need him to come back. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Utah with a nice bounce back win against OKC. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich had 36, you know, leading the, leading the way there for them. So, three, yeah, 35 points, I should say. So, yeah, so it's definitely one of those things where I think your Utah, look, let's get to get to the playoffs, see if they can actually do something. That's always been their problem the last few years. Yep. They had a great first reg, you know, regular season, you know, but once they get to the playoffs, something weird happens, whether somebody gets hurt or, you know, they have a bad matchup and such. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not totally sold on Utah just yet. The Cleveland Cavaliers bounced back with a big win over the Toronto Raptors, 104-96. Evan Mobile, who I think should be Rookie of the Year, he had 20 points, 17 rebounds, and four assists. Scotty Barnes, who I think is right behind him as a candidate for Rookie of the Year, you know, watch out for watch out for this young man uh, coming out of Texas. He had 19 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists for Toronto. But Jared Allen. Uh, the, yes. uh, the the All Star from Cleveland, he left the game with the injury. Hopefully, he's not out too long. Uh, him and Darius Garland were all-stars for the Cavaliers this year uh, during All-Star Weekend. As we said before, Lakeen, I still like this Cleveland team. I know they came out of the game struggling uh, uh, immediately following the All-Star break, but this is a much-needed win for that young squad last night. Yeah, he get a little bit banged up with that fractured finger, so we'll see mm-hmm. if he doesn't. Hopefully he won't he'll be out for too long because you got to think that, you know, that his absence will be glaring, especially if, they, if he's out for too long. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Denver... Um, needed whole the overtime, but they were able to get their revenge against New Orleans 138 130. Uh, Nikola Jokic had 46 points, a big milestone for him. It's a you know, a triple double, mind you. The second, you know, career 40 point triple double, both have been this season. All other Nuggets players have done it once since the team joined the NBA back in 76 77. The last person to do that though was Michael Asiago, all the way back to 1991. So you know, a nice big feat for him. Uh, still in the MVP discussion, too, along with Embiid yep. and Giannis. So uh, congrats to him, you know, being back in the discussion. Also, to the Clippers, you know, you just got to, I mean, you just got to, like, narrow it down. Hopefully they can, you know, 
hopefully, you know, PG will be back, you know, this and the next <laughs> week or two because they really need him. Uh, they got, you know, got the, you got handily beaten by uh, the Knicks. So if you're the Knicks, you really need that win. But if you're the Clippers, you're, you do what you can, but you really need your guys back. As we said before, Lakina, uh, Tyron Lue, who's their head coach, who should have been uh, the head coach of the Lakers, but that's a whole nother a story for a whole nother show. Uh, I, I give Tyron Lue credit for uh, the job that he's done with the Clippers this year. They had some big wins, especially over the last few weeks. You, you, you're playing without Kawhi Leonard, as we all knew that was going to happen this year. You barely had PG3 for half of the first half of the season. And so some of the young guys are stepping up. Of course, they were in my A last night, but – uh, I like the Clippers' chances better to get into the playoffs than the Lakers do. Uh, than the Lakers, so uh, Teron Lou and the entire coaching staff uh, shouts out to him. It's still going to be tough down the stretch, but I I think they can do it. Yeah, I think they can. I think look, they really just need to kind of hang on in the um in the play-ins, and they're right there, mm-hmm. still right there in the middle of it. So we'll see if they can hang on. Hopefully, I think you know words that PG might be back in the next week or two because they really need him back. So let's see what mm-hmm. happens. But they're doing what they can to kind of hold down the fort. Um, going into this week's games, Atlanta and Detroit at 6 o'clock. Of course, you got the Bulls and Philly also at 6 o'clock. Houston and Miami, that's at 6.30. Portland and uh, Minnesota. Minnesota still trying to hang on to that playing spot in the mm-hmm. West. Utah and Dallas, that should be a fun one at 7.30. You're surprised that's not tele- being televised. Uh, Lakers and San Antonio. San Antonio's been kind of an up and down. We'll see if the Lakers can keep up their streak. You know, Palcio. Continuing with that, you know, after that win against uh, Golden State. Speaking yeah, we'll see how much State, energy is LeBron James has left. Hmm. Yeah, he's 37, folks. Remember that. Yeah, uh, carrying Golden, them old knees. <laughs> yeah, go, go, speaking of Golden State, you know, they they uh, uh, go against Utah. That's the NBA TV game at 8 o'clock. And also two Warriors down. and Nuggets. Yeah. Then they, oh, that's a Denver. Yeah, it's a Golden State Denver. You said Utah. I did? Oh, I almost said yeah. Utah, the Dallas. Uh, Golden State and Denver, mm-hmm. that's at 8 o'clock on NBA TV. You got New York and Sacramento to finish off uh, tonight's schedule at 9.30. Well, as, an, as the Knicks are finishing off their West Coast trip, we'll see if they can uh, finish up on a high note. And Sacramento will is just being Sacramento at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the words right out of my mouth. I wouldn't be surprised if Sacramento won that one. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, moving on to tomorrow's schedule, which is Tuesday, March the 8th. Uh, the Nets and the Hornets will do battle in the Hive in Charlotte at 6 o'clock. Big game for both teams. Both teams are checking in with 32 and 33 records. Charlotte had a big win the other night to get off their losing skid. The Nets are still on their losing skid. So what gives in this one, we shall see. The Cavaliers, after winning last night, they'll go back on the road to face the Pacers at 6 o'clock. This is a schedule continuing for Tuesday. Phoenix will visit Orlando at 6 o'clock. The first game of the Tuesday doubleheader on TNT will have New Orleans at Memphis. Let's see what John Moran does for an encore. He's very much in the MVP race. At 7 o'clock, we have Milwaukee at OKC. They take on the Thunder. And wrapping up the Tuesday night doubleheader, the aforementioned Los Angeles Clippers will travel to the Chase Center to face Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and the Golden State Warriors. Should be a good one there. For hump day, Wednesday, you got Boston and Charlotte at 6 o'clock. The Bulls, you know, continue their their, their uh, East Coast trip against Detroit. That's a Watch well, the losing in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. We'll see. Uh, should be a good one here in the first half of that ESPN doubleheader at 6.30. You got Phoenix and Miami. That should be a, a fun one. Uh, we'll see if Book is back for that game for Phoenix because they really They'll need him. That's pretty Desperately, especially against a good defensive team like Miami, Atlanta, and Milwaukee at seven o'clock. You got the Lakers continuing their their uh, road trip against Houston. 
Yeah, OKC and Minnesota at seven. Gives a lot of games here, folks, so bear with us. Uh, Orlando and New Orleans at seven o'clock. And continuing with the Wednesday schedule, the New York Knicks will continue their West Coast road trip at Dallas. That's at 730. We mentioned Dallas has been on the road lately and over the last couple of weeks. Uh, at, also at 730 on Wednesday is Toronto at San Antonio. Big game for both teams. Uh, wrapping up the Wednesday night doubleheader on ESPN is Portland at Utah at nine o'clock. Also at nine o'clock, we have Denver at Sacramento, followed by the Wizards, the Washington Wizards at the Los Angeles Clippers at 9.30. That's your schedule for Wednesday. And only two games for Thursday. This is both the uh, TNT doubleheader, Thursday night doubleheader. You got Brook, you know, Brooklyn at Philly. That should be a fun one. We'll see if you're Harden and KD playing against each other. That should be a fun one over there in uh, Philly. And also, to the finish of the doubleheader, you got Golden State and Denver. So that should be another fun one. Jokic versus Steph. That should be another fun one. Yes, and, and back to the first game, Lakina read something this morning and said that Ben Simmons will travel with the team uh, with Brooklyn, which he's been doing uh, mm-hmm. ever since he was uh, acquired at the trade deadline. He'll travel the team to Brooklyn uh, against Philadelphia on Thursday, but obviously he will not play. We'll we'll see <laughs> how he gets received. Uh, those Philly mm-hmm. fans, we know they are merci- mercifully uh, rude. So <laughs> we'll see what happens on Thursday. Yeah, that should be. Uh, uh, if I were him, I probably would be hiding. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't. I don't know. But uh, look, it'll be interesting to see how how you know the response will be. He might hide. I don't know. But you know, it should be interesting though. They'll, they've already said that he's not going to play that game. So you know, make your own conspiracy theories, folks. But uh, mm-hmm. should be a good one. Even regardless, it should be a fun one. Uh, we'll see if Brooklyn can get back on track. You know, in Philly, you know, there's definitely going to be vibe for those you know top seeds. Brooklyn trying to make a move, so we'll see what happens. Yes, and that's your schedule from the National Basketball Association for this upcoming week. Lakina, we got to gear up and finish strong for the last segment of the show for today right here on Sports on Chicago Second City Sports. When we return, the latest on the MLB lockout, we'll try to sort this foolishness out for you guys. We're just as puzzled as you guys are. And we have some news regarding um, uh, the NFL as we're a little bit over a week away from free agency. And we'll get some sports media news in there before we close up shop. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Club, the Monday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws it foul line left. Got it. Got it. Foul. Demar Derozan with the hoop, the horn, and one. Bulls radio with the call. 112, 108, the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39 and 21 with the win. Demar Derozan 37 points, six rebounds, three assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in seven of ten and six in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in three. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5 2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86 83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Illini are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands at Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Got a party of 10 coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you, wrapping up today's show with our last segment of the day. If you have a question or a comment or any of our topics uh, during our show for today, we have less than a half hour left. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's get the foolishness out the way. Mm-hmm. I believe we're at day 96 of the MLB lockout. There were some minor moves that were made yesterday uh, with the bigger bases coming in 2023. I don't know what the hell is that, that all about, but you leave that to your own discretion. Of course, the pitch clock was uh, instituted. And of course, it looks like now we're going to have a 12-team playoff instead of 14. Any uh, other updates that you um, uh, uh, agreed with on yesterday? The Rule 5 uh, thing, that's becoming a, a big issue there, I, I guess, you know, for them. Um, you know, they want to get rid of that, uh, that Rule 5. You know, they want to kind of, you know, nix it the whole, you know, entirely. So it's, it's a little, the Rule 5 one is a long story, so I will get to that. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're but to their credit, though, both MLB and the players union have all, have started funds. You mentioned on Friday have started funds to for uh, the workers that are going to be impacting the non-players, if you will, you know, the concession and folks and ticket takers and those type of folks. So, you know, the, a little bit of uh, well, there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I know uh, Carl Ravis, you know, who does uh, who who does your know, college uh, hoops, you know, right now. But he, of course, does a lot of MLB stuff for mm-hmm. ESPN, and he had kind of you know put it out there that you know, folks, don't be surprised if there's no season. I think I might. You know, I know some people felt like he was being a little bit too, you know, dramatic, but mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't look like you know anything's really moving right now. I mean, there is moving, but it's kind of moving very slowly. And I don't think we're gonna have a you know, a, a, a lost season, but I feel like maybe we might, you know, they might be losing a month. Which I think, if you're like me, who's not a big fan <laughs> of the long season anyway, you're fine with. I mean, because at this point, 162 games is way too long, and we talked about it on on, on a Friday that you know they really need to do something to kind of like spice it up a little bit. So. Get rid of the other first month. Get rid of the last month of the season. You have like a hundred and like something games or whatever, 105, 110 or whatever. Then just, you know, play your postseason, especially if you wanted to add 12 teams now into the mix and just go from there. Yeah. we Like you mentioned, we talked about it uh, um, on the last few episodes that uh, the baseball season is too long. I like 162 personally, but as I said before, I, if you want it, you know, that the MLB was going to explain the playoffs at some point. Just cut it down to 144 and have your playoff expansion by there. Will that be the plan going forward once this lockout is settled? Who knows? But 
Uh, I, I was really looking forward to uh, White Sox baseball this year. Uh, we're going to have to wait, unfortunately. It looks like the owners are just shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, uh, there were a few more comments uh, for, from the players via the social media over the last few days regarding the leadership of Rob Manfred. We know that the, some of the owners don't like him, including Jerry Reinsdorf from the mm-hmm. White Sox. So we'll see how uh, how long this lockout go, go, goes on because the players and the owners have to come to – the meeting of the minds at some point. I know there was no meeting scheduled for today. We don't know when the next meeting is going to be. And so let's see if they can continue this momentum, but it's going to be up to the owners at some at some point to give in because we talked about it on our last show last Friday, Lakina, that these regional sports networks at the 25 games in, so they're going to ask for that money back. And we know these networks were struggling over the last couple of years, especially in 2020. Uh, you know, with uh, laying off workers and things along that line. So these networks don't have, don't want to have to go through something like this ever again. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Cause I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of like at this point, you're kind of like, okay, who's going to, who's going to blink first. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the key. Will the players blink first? Will the owners blink first? I mean, who knows? It's going to be one of those things where you're kind of wondering like, okay, uh, how are they going to do this? But you know, we'll, Hopefully they'll figure it out sooner rather than later. But again, we'll just have to wait and see because it's just it's going to get very interesting, though. And it's not looking good for neither side. I think the, the owners, you know, Rob Manfred, I mean, I know he's supposed to work for the owners. But like you said, some of the owners don't like him very much either. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so it's going it, to let, let's see what happens, because I feel like it's it's, it's going to get where it's kind of like down to wire. If if we don't get some movement by the end of the month. Then we'll probably have to start worrying about the fact that will there will there even be a season? But at this point, I don't think we should kind of just wait on that right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I know many people think that players will blink first because once the regular season starts, that that's that's when they get paid and they'll miss potentially the first month of of paychecks. And, and the owners are banking on on the players just giving in at the end. But it looks like the players are pre- uh, very much prepared this time. They knew what the owners were. We're going to do. It looks mm-hmm. like right now they're in solidarity. We'll see what happens. But the owners are going to sweat it because uh, they're not going to get the full entire um, paycheck from these TV networks, as we talked about mm-hmm. before, Lakini, with the with all the networks with ESPN, Fox, and Turner uh, resigning their TV deals with MLB. So uh, they're kind of they're playing with uh, house money as well. They're playing with fire, as the old saying goes: when you play with fire, you eventually get burned. Absolutely. So it's going to be very interesting what they do there. Now, the NFL, the uh, franchise tag and the deadline for that is in about like an hour from now, or I think maybe even less than that. So our time. So, of course, um, Cleveland has already uh, franchise tag, you know, one of their guys, one of their uh their tight ends. I got to get his name up here for you. David Njoku. David Njoku. Yep. Uh, but this was just saw that. Yeah. So uh, some of the other other uh, names that might be thrown around, perhaps maybe Chris Godwin. I heard those rumors that the Bucks have already franchised tag him. Him, maybe Devontae Adams, Chargers. Your know, wide receiver uh, Mike Williams might get the franchise mm-hmm. tag. Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. Mike Isecki, you know, from the Dolphins. He also might get franchise tagged about some others. Orlando Brown's already been franchise tagged by who's the who's the old lineman for the Chiefs. They've already franchise tagged him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who else gets the tag. I mean, if the, will the Bears use their tag this year? Will it be Allen Robinson again? It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Now with this new staff. Talks. Yeah, so with this new staff. But, uh, yeah, any other players you think will get the tag? I'm interested to see what the Packers do with Devontae Adams. We talked about this before. 
uh, Aaron, it looks like him and Aaron Rodgers may be a package deal, whether it's in Green Bay or somewhere else. And the story came out over the last 24 hours or so that the Packers are ready to, quote unquote, make an offer that Aaron Rodgers can't refuse. We'll see about that because they still uh, they started out the offseason $46 million in a, in a hole as far mm -hmm. as their salary cap situation is concerned. I still believe Aaron Rodgers is going to play somewhere else. I don't see him retiring, but his days at Green Bay are over with. If that's the case, if you're Devontae Adams, you definitely do not want to. Uh, uh, want the Packers to stick the franchise tag on you because you want the freedom to go somewhere else. And if you franchise tag, tag uh, you can ask for a trade, but it's going to be very difficult. Going to be very expensive too. So that could be one of those mm -hmm. things where you know, I well, again, I, I think that you know that the um, I'm over this older Aaron Rodgers saga. Like, I just feel like, nah, you know what? <laughs> I don't. This is just crazy at this point. But you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Like I said, we'll see what the Bears do. We'll see us on the other teams. Do with their franchise tag. I mean, you're 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 not oh, you're not required to use it, but the deadline is mm -hmm. coming up that you have to actually use it if you are going to use it. So we'll see who else gets you know is going to get tagged as well. Uh, we didn't we didn't talk about this uh, uh last week because so, we were busy with you know, some of our guests and stuff. But the Cardinals have are making a commitment to to both um Cliff Kingsbury and their GM Steve Kime. So who you know what do you think about that? Well, <laughs> when, is, when is the third shoe going to drop in terms of that franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray? We talked about we talked about this over the last couple of weeks, looking at what his what moves that he did to send the message to, to Arizona management. Uh, well, Arizona management respond. Oh, uh, who knows? But uh, I think Kyler Murray still has two years left on his contract. Yep, at least. Yep, yep. You know, because he's on his rookie rookie deal. Obviously, mm -hmm. they don't have to do it right now. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, it's an ugly situation. They can solve it right now by signing Murray to a contract extension, but we just have to wait and see Arizona management. They're not in a rush to do it right now. So it's kind of a waiting game that they're playing right now. Yeah. we'll see what, uh, what happens. But both, both guys uh, contracts were up and also remember uh, coach Kingsbury and, you know, Murray actually have the same agent. So we'll see what, what happens in that front, but uh going to be very interesting there. The combine has ended and, um, Jordan Davis from uh, Georgia was one of the standouts. You know, he ran like, like a four, a four plus, like a four, uh, like four two or something like that. And he's a defensive guy, <laughs> so uh, the fact that he was able to do that, they, you know, he had a lot of buzz. And some of the other players had a lot of buzz. So I'm just glad it kind of went off where, you know, all that stuff about the the COVID protocols and whatnot. But uh, Aiden, Aiden Hudson had a nice uh, showing there for Michigan. So uh, yeah, so really, really good showing with some of the some of the top guys in the combine. Yeah, can any of those guys uh, be available when the Bears uh, have their first draft pick in the second round? Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that because we all know that the Bears need every day right now. And we talked about this before, Lakina. We'll mention it here on this episode. New head coach Matt Eberflus and GM Ryan Poles, uh, they have a new plan. It looks like uh, Matt Eberflus is taking the page out of Lovey Smith's playbook. Remember, Lovey mm -hmm. came here in Chicago in 2004. He wanted uh, especially the defensive place to be at a certain weight to play to play fast and and uh, have uh, a, a numerous amount of turnovers. It looks like the same thing is going to happen here, which I don't mind. We all know that Eddie Jackson, the safety, um, his career possibly has been on the line. He's been struggling the last couple mm -hmm. of years, couple of years after signing that big contract. We'll see if Khalil Mack and or Robert Quinn, if both, of, if both of them are going to be here next year, then so be it. But I still have a strong belief that uh, one of them is going to be gone. 
Uh, Tariq Cohen, we talked about this uh, uh, last Friday. Lakina, it looks like he may not be back. That situation has been strange for the last yep. year or so. Oh, yeah. And, and that ha that situation has to be resolved or resolved very soon. But I wanted to ask this question to you and to our folks out there in our audience. Go to uh, Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your answers in the comments section. With Amari Cooper, it looks like he's going to be re be released by the mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys, their right receiver. Do you take a chance on him if you're the Chicago Bears? What do you have to? What do you have for him? You don't have a first round pick, and it's sort of one of those things. You only have five picks, unless you do a, a conditional first rounder. You really don't have nothing to give to Dallas. So, I look. Is he going to? He's going to want to go to a place where you know he wants to win now. And is the are the Bears in win now mode? I don't think so. As of right now, no. So I don't think if you're the bear, you you have nothing to give them. So you don't have a first round pick. You know, like I said, to dangle in front of you know Jerry Jones and them. So you really don't have really much to offer for Amar Amari Cooper. I think he'll he's gonna want at least. I think Dallas is gonna want at least a first round pick for 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 Cooper. I feel like. Yeah, like I said, he's gonna be released. But if you're the Bears, you could kick around the tires and see what happens. But like you said, Lakina. Uh, I, I don't think it's, it's a realistic possibility. We we all know that the Bears need playmakers, but I would kick around kick around the tights to see what uh, if if he's interested. If he says no, obviously there's nothing you can do about it. But I was watching Sports Center earlier today, and Dalowski uh, said that that Amari Cooper could be a good fit for the Patriots. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, I mean, that's what think. he said. I'm just repeating what he said. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think. I have about like 10 or 12 teams in mind for him for Cooper. I mean, and the Patriots mm -hmm. aren't one of them, so I don't think his style will work there. Now, look, Baltimore needs a, uh, a playmaker that makes He's more gonna... sense. Arizona, maybe uh, mm -hmm. Buffalo. I mean, look, Cole Beasley. You know, apparently, they've asked you know, Cole Beasley's asked for a trade or to at least explore trade possibilities. So He's going to be out there, so you're going to need another playmaker for Josh Allen to throw to. Um, who else? Who else is out there? Um, maybe the Chargers, because you know, they, but they get they're up against the cap, so you gotta you're going to probably franchise tag Mike Williams. So, but you're going to need another yeah. wide receiver. So, you know, maybe you know, try to kick, kick the tires on Amari Cooper. Um, maybe the Raiders. Maybe, yeah, that, that's another good one too. I mean, you got a new staff there, so. Maybe, perhaps, maybe go go with the you know, with the Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know. Should be interesting. Uh, who's another one? Um, I'm trying to think of another team. I said Arizona. Um, you know, I know they're not going to trade in their in their division. So you know, I was going to say Philly, but they're not going to trade within their, their own division. So that's not going to happen. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't see. Maybe the, maybe the Titans. I said maybe. <laughs> but again, in an offense where you know the running backs kind of you know sort of the, the the star of the show, I don't know. But yeah, the only I think there's only a couple of teams I can think of: uh, Arizona and, and Baltimore. Those are the only two. I mean, New England? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but I'm just repeating what the man said. So I I, I was I, I kind of raised my eyebrows too. I was like, hmm, okay, we'll see what happens. But. Look, we'll see what the the Bears have, as as we said before, they have a lot of work to do. We're we're a little bit over a week away from free agency, the new league calendar beginning on March 16th. So we'll see what the Bears have in store as far as free agency is concerned. You listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago live in the Living Color on a Monday, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. We still have at least 10 to 12 minutes left in the program, Lakina. Uh, the NFL keeps making news. It looks like Kerb Herstreet will be the uh, new game day analyst for the Thursday night coverage for Amazon. 
uh, along with continuing his duties with college football on ESPN. Yeah, this is according to Peter King said on his on his uh, newsletter uh, on, uh, on his call of the Pro Football Talk. Now that's official yet, so we don't really know if this is true or not. But I guess you know the Amazon felt like because you know, I could get Troy Aikman, let's get the next best thing and get your know, Herbie. It's gonna be interesting to see how he does with the scheduling because you know he has to do you know prep for the Thursday night game and then he has to do you know get ready for you know game day. And also too, especially mm-hmm. if game, especially if he has to go to do a game where game day is not there he has to go to another part of the country so it's gonna be interesting to see how he fits with the schedule now we'll see once it's official but it's a it, look i mean it's a nice pickup by him i know he's been wanting to do it i felt games you know of course they do the uh the second part of that that mm-hmm. double header monday night double header so we'll see what happens um to keep up with the theme here on monday night football uh, brian greasy is leaving the uh the monday night boot well he's actually leaving espn entirely it's gonna be going to be the new quarterbacks coach for san francisco kind of like your know, news that i didn't see coming but I guess, you know, this sort of pays away for perhaps, you know, of course, you know, Aikman, Troy Aikman's going yeah, to be Yeah, that's the that. first, first thing I thought about once I heard that news. was like, okay, it looks like Aikman's going there. So uh, now what happens with Lewis Reddick? Will it be a three-man booth, whoever the new play-by-play man is? Or will it be just be Aikman and whoever they hired to work alongside him for Monday Night Football? We'll see what happens. But it's still a long way to go for ESPN. Yeah, still a lot further to figure out as well. Uh, no, new, no new front on who's going to take Aikman's spot on that top uh, top tier. Uh, it was like, you know, of course, Greg Olson is the, the leader in the clubhouse there. Some people said maybe Sean Payton might get another crack at it as well. So, you know, but, you know, so it's, it's going to be one of those days where I think Fox has a lot to figure out. Yeah, and speaking of Greg Olson, uh, 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 courtesy of our good friends at Awful Announcer, it's going to be him, Ryan Khalil, and Vince Vaughn teaming up for a new podcast network, Alderama. So Greg Olson is adding an, um, a, a podcast to his uh, resume post-football career as well. He, of course, we mentioned he's doing a great job uh, at Fox. Uh, he just completed his first season with Kevin Barkhart with the number two team for the for, for Fox. And so he's going to he, he's gonna uh, do a new podcast coming soon with Autorama. Autorama, that's interesting. Autorama. Uh, yeah, it's a new uh, podcast network. Uh, I guess they're going to be talking about a lot of the big you know, games. Yo, Vince Vaughn. Yes, that Vince Vaughn, folks. Also, too, like I said, Ryan Khalil from NFL. Who's from Chicago? Famous actor, big Blackhawks fan, too. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, you got a lot of other big names involved as well, coaching and such. Um, I guess he's going to be hosting a, a show. Uh, exploring the world of youth sports from both a personal perspective and through interviews with some of the big names. Um, Cooper Manning, you know, Sean Johns, who is the Olympic gold medalist in gymnastics. Eric Weddle, you know, you know Super Bowl champion. Jerry Rice, uh, Michael Gervais, and Russell Wilson. So interesting list there he'll have as part of his show. But yeah, I mean, good for Greg Olson for expanding his, uh, his brand. Good for him. Yep, and that's and that's what you need to do, especially in this age of social media, uh, exploring your brand and expanding your brand and do and doing multiple things. And so, just getting your product out there, getting your name out there—that's very important. Keeping up with the NFL theme in the sports media news segment, uh, Apple might consider acquiring more than just NFL Sunday ticket and a potential deal with the league. Mobile streaming and the stake of the NFL media are also on the table for Apple, but they are really ready to jump into live sports. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. As yeah, we talked about before, Lakina, uh, just watching games on 
television is, is just not the only option anymore. People are like yours truly. I know you're doing it as well, uh, streaming games. And we watch multiple mm-hmm. games at the same time, one on your television screen. You have uh, your phone and you have your laptop, your computer, uh, streaming another game going on at the same time. Yeah, it's sort of one of those things where I think, you know, you got the Sunday ticket, you're going to be looking at it through through devices and such. And look, I think Mm -hmm. Apple Apple TV is becoming a big, you know, showing a... um it's basically gonna make a name for themselves, especially with their mm-hmm. uh, their shows. You know, the morning shows are very is a very popular show on that streaming service. I know a couple of movies they've had as well on there. So of course they're gonna go into the sports uh, sports uh, part of it. But so mm-hmm. why not? Why not? You know, Sunday night ticket. You know, Monday, Sunday ticket and such. But uh, yeah, but I think you know this is 2022. I think folks are not just watching uh, their games on television anymore. They're watching, especially some of the big games, have access to those. You know, have you know, watch all your devices, your respective devices. So mm-hmm. I think you know, people want options. We've been saying that for the longest. So we just see what 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 they do with this. Should should they end up with uh, with Sunday Ticket? Yeah, uh, as as we said before, with these TV networks, Lakina, and now with the streaming services uh, kicking in, especially with Amazon next season, they'll start their uh, deal with the NFL broadcasting uh, Thursday night games exclusively. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price tag for carrying these games are tremendous. Uh, some, uh, some, and I know many people don't want to believe that some of these networks are losing money, but they are because of the heavy price tag that the NFL mm-hmm. uh, charges to air these games. And so uh, the advertising is still large, but there's just not enough with these networks. And so it's not going to make up the, mo- the, the money that they, that they paid they for lost, to air yeah. these, uh, to NFL games. So uh, the, if Apple, Apple plus TV is worth it, uh, if they're willing to take the risk, then go for it. Well, and uh, and I mean, as I said before, it's gonna be one of those things where you kind of wonder, okay, you know, what's next? I mean, you know, the whole thing with the streaming services and such. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you got Amazon's gonna be doing the Thursday night football. Now, Apple TV looks like they're in the leader in the clubhouse for perhaps getting the Sunday ticket. So it's definitely gonna be. I think people want options now, and of course, there are gonna mm-hmm. be other ways that folks are gonna wanna watch it. If you don't have those streaming services, there are gonna be ways to do it. I'm not gonna say, you know, it's illegal. I'm not gonna say, you know, they shouldn't do it, but <laughs> illegal. Whatever. We don't advertise that. <laughs> we don't advertise. Never, never. But uh but it'll be interesting to see what, what they do with this. You know, should they get the Sunday ticket, how they're gonna promote it, how they're gonna market it and such. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be sort of be like the, the thing where it's gonna like change everything. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what Apple TV does with this because it's, yeah. it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot gonna be happening here. Yeah, I mean, we said this before, Lakina. It's not just sports, but the, but your television shows, soap operas, movies, and things along that nature, along uh, that that line. Uh, the way we co- consume, the way we view things, uh, just mm-hmm. a traditional way. It's not the only way anymore. If anything, these advertisers know that the only uh, programming that you can make your most money off of is live sports. Let's just say tonight or wherever mm-hmm. number one show is on CBS. If you miss it, if you have these streaming services or you have Xfinity like I do, you can catch it on demand later that night or the next day. You, it's not like back in the day where you had, if you had a VCR, you better hope that you had you recorded it so you can watch it when you get home. Those days are gone. Well, and also too, you know, you know, you could you couldn't uh, record the shows back in the day. I mean, you only had three networks. You know, if you missed out on a series, you know. Hey, tough. You had to wait like three months for or two months for it to repeat. Yeah. So you're basically screwed. You know, now you got yeah. on demand. You got TV didn't um, have VCR. <laughs> yeah, you have you have DVR, you have on mm-hmm. demand, you have like streaming mm-hmm. services, you know, like Paramount Plus for CBS and Hulu yeah. for ABC and um Peacock for NBC. So mm-hmm. you know, you've got like options to look for stuff now. And I think this is gonna be one of those things where I think 
Look, I don't think we're getting to a point where we're going to see any big sporting events, all the streaming services. No. Not, not within like the next 15 or 20 years. Because I think the networks know that, and actually the leagues too know that if they want to make money, yes, you can make money from the streaming services, you can you know, promote your stuff like all over the place, but you can also, the numbers. It's all about the numbers. You're going to get more numbers in the traditional uh, way of on television than you would watching on the streaming service. Yeah, so that's the name of the game, the way we consume things, both um, visually and, uh, and audio-wise, uh, it's changing. It's not going any way anytime soon. Like, you know, I was, um, uh, I read an interview. Remember, AD and Jelbo, they were the, mm -hmm. uh, at times the number one morning show on uh, in, in Chicago next to the late great Dub Banks back in the day, back mm -hmm. in the 90s. And I, I believe it was, I forgot who they interviewed. I think it was Eddie Volkman, I, I think, uh -huh. uh, they were interviewed by, Robert Fee interviewed him about a month or so ago. He said, most of these music stations uh, are not just competing against other stations anymore. There's just like television. You co you competing against social media in in terms of with the radio stations, mm -hmm. especially these music stations. You competing against Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and now let's just say I want to hear a song on the radio, Lakina. If I hear a song on the radio and I like it, I just go to a streaming service and download that. I'll go to YouTube, download that, listen to that song. I don't need the radio anymore. No, you That's don't. just how That's much why. the world has changed. Well, also, too, if you remember way back in the day, you know, I know we talked about soldiering a lot over the past month with Black History Month, you mm -hmm. know, them and American Bandstand. You don't need the, you know, TRL was kind of like the last one, all two, one, six in Park, mm -hmm. you know, for our generation, but they don't need those type of shows anymore. You have TikTok, you have, you know, Twitter and Instagram to promote your music if you want to, Apple yeah. Music and, you know, those type of uh, services, Pandora. So, you know, you really don't need, like, traditional radio anymore. Yes, yes, radio is important. You know, top 40 is important. You know, adult contemporary mm -hmm. hip-hop, you know, R&B and country and, and mm -hmm. whatnot. You still need those because that's how that's how they make their money. You know, the stations make their money. The artists make a little bit of that money as well. So that's still going to be around. But you also have a new streaming of doing it, you know, doing it with streaming, another way of getting the revenue. So, like, the same thing with sports. I mean, like I said, the networks are always going to be around. Like I yeah. said, when this new TV deal kicks in next season, you know, yes, they're still going to be around for 10, you know, 10 years now. Yeah. You may not see like, you know, this type of deal anymore in after when the new, when the, you know, in about 10 years, you're going to have about like six or seven years before we got to figure that out. But that, that will always be there. You're still going to get, you might get a couple of games here and there on Apple or on Amazon and whatnot, mm -hmm. maybe even Hulu live exclusively, but you know, the, the TV part of it, if it's a big game, it's such they're going to make sure they have it on network television or traditional television because that's where they make their money. So that's where they're the most money, I should say. Not mm -hmm. not that the streaming, no, they don't do it with through streaming, but they make more money by doing it by showing them on television. And don't forget that gambling aspect of uh, gambling aspect mm -hmm. of it as well. And so we had to keep that in mind going forward as we watch our live sports. Lakina, just real quick, I know we're definitely up against it, but uh, going back to music and radio, when's the last time you bought an album? When's the last time you download uh, bought an actual album? I don't think they even make CDs anymore. No, Everything you could download off your off those streaming services you just mentioned. When was the last time you went into a store and bought an album? It's been a while. I won't say how long, <laughs> but it's been a while. <laughs> uh, on that uh, note, yeah, but, like, on but, you know what, though, but you know what though? I mean, it's a sort of like one of those things where I think people are adapting. Yes, people mm -hmm. are going to still want the traditional way of watching and seeing things, listening to music, watching sports, watching TV shows, but. You know, you have the extra option of perhaps maybe streaming it as well. And also, too, you still can watch it on television if you want to. So it's fine. Yeah. And those television networks like BET, VH1, MTV, they don't show music videos anymore. That's how much the, the game has changed. You can find them on the social media, YouTube, and 
other uh, the places where they stream uh, music videos. So and that's how much the world has changed. So we had to adapt to that. Great job on another uh, edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Hall Chicago. Thanks for uh, tuning in and thanks for sticking with us through the technical difficulties. Sometimes yes. these things happen, but we keep marching on. We don't make any excuses. We give you guys the best product we can. We always do that. We will continue to do that. So, and thank you very much as I, as I always say in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. With that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app, wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media on all social media platforms at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Once again, like, share, subscribe, subscribe, and tell your friends. And you can catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday, live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. One more again, as you kids would say, you can catch Second City Sports live in the living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And I know it's getting a little, you know, starting to cool off, starting to cool off a little bit, but it's still season though. But even still, you know, like, you know, stay cool out there, folks, or warm if you're in a warm climate right now. Um, you know, if you're not going to get vaccinated, you know, look, at least still wear your mask. I'm still going to wear mine. You know, be good to each other. This is the Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago for Sid, I'm Lakina, and we'll see you Friday. Go Bulls! Holla! <laughs>